Hello everyone, and welcome back to The Art of Being. Today's episode is a kind of awesome special one. Today is a throwback to the interview episodes that we had uh, through all of season one. Today you're going to hear an interview between me and the amazing uh, Gyan Garung, who is a inner voice facilitator, branding expert, website expert, professional photographer, and man of all trades. <laughs> Gyan is an absolute delight to be with, and I can't wait to bring you this uh, interview where we talk about the amazing chain of miracles that he experienced while he was traveling in Mexico last year. Uh, this one has actually been recorded for a little while. I was sort of holding on to it for the right time, and this felt like the right time. Um, this you will you will notice how old this uh, interview is, perhaps, um, by how much different my voice sounds. At least I noticed it for sure. I thought that was very very funny. I did not intend to. Uh, have this podcast be also a like time lapse of my voice dropping, but it is. Here we are. So uh, I will bring us right into that interview in a moment, but I also wanted to do a little bit of um, an update on the podcast. Uh, part of why I wanted to bring you this episode with this interview now is that uh, dur, 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 this is the final finale of season two. Woo! So we're going to take a little bit of a season hiatus after this episode and then come back to you for season three. I uh, am already writing out the scripts and uh, recording for season three. I'm very excited. We're going to get into a lot of stuff about different states of being and how you can interact with the universe. That's one way to say that, I guess, in the next season. Uh, some stuff that I have been wanting to get into for a while and finally feel like I have the you know chops as a podcaster to be able to get into. So this episode is a bit of an, a like wee finale and then we will come back for season three after the season break. So with no further ado, let's hear from Gyan Garang. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being. This is your host, Slade Powell, and I have with me the most amazing and magical <laughs> creature on the planet, the one and only Gyan Garung. Gyan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Slade. You're so welcome. Gyan and I have been uh, sharing with each other about our amazing miracles and like synchronicities and everything like amazing going on in our lives for the last couple of years. And mm. um, I wanted to 
have you on to talk about this one specific week that you spent in San Pancho on the Pacific coast of Mexico and like all of the daily miracles that happened then. Yeah, this week, I think I was there for 10 days actually in this place called San Pancho mm. and it's like the flow of all flows, the alignment of all alignments, the magic, the miracle of all <laughs> miracles. <laughs> like whatever happened, it all happened in this really like constricted time space, little town, coastal of Mexico. Um, stories start on Valentine's Day, of course. <laughs> Ooh. I arrive in San Pancho. <clears throat> And I knew that I wanted to take myself out for a romantic dinner. And I had the outfit for it. <laughs> I, what were you wearing? <laughs> of course. So I bought this um, red silk shirt um, a few weeks back. And I really wanted to wear it on a date. Um, I was dating somebody at the time that I bought it. But then we never really went on a date. Long story short, I was like, well, I, I'm still going to have my date and it's Valentine's Day and I want to take myself out. So I'm wearing this like beautiful, soft, luxurious, like red silk shirt. I'm mm. like feeling it, like whatever, whatever that mm. it is. I'm feeling like I'm the main character. I'm walking around. I just arrived to San Pancho in the evening and I'm walking to the restaurant and my inner voice tells me to turn right and I'm like inner voice this is the main road all the restaurants are going to be on this road where I should be walking straight ahead and my inner voice is like nope gotta turn right and I'm like okay I'm turning right um so by the way just to preface I'm gonna be kind of like chaotic and go around all different directions with my story but it all matches up so if you're kind of going like why is he talking in so much detail about this irrelevant <laughs> detail? <laughs> I promise it all makes sense. Um, so yeah, going back. So yeah, I'm walking on this other direction away from all the shops. Um, and I walk past this clothing shop. And I want to go. I feel like, oh, I need to go. I go and I start talking to the person who's working at the shop and she's super nice and we exchange numbers and she's going to like show me around. She mentions that there's this like electro night um, that Friday and Slade, you know that San Pancho is not like the super party place as much as it mm -hmm. Mr. Sayulita is. So, you know, and at this point I had no idea about San Pancho. I just knew that I needed to be there. Um, so, you know, I'm learning, okay, it's like a chill place, you know, there's not that much happening. Um, so I make a note of this, like, okay, there's this fun event that's going to happen on Friday. So maybe I should stay longer because at the moment I only had my hotel, my hostel booked till th that Friday. So that happens. I eventually make my way back to where the restaurants are. I know in my head where I want to be. I know I want to be in like a little classy restaurant with candlelight. I had this feeling that I want to be outside. And I see the first restaurant. I don't know what it's like, but I see it and I'm like, oh, this is the one. So instantly I'm like, oh, great. I didn't even have to like walk the whole strip and go through the whole process of like, oh, where's a table available, it's Valentine's Day, everywhere is mm -hmm. busy. The kind of alternative route that my inner voice took me 
sort of brought me straight to that specific restaurant. And of course, they had a table. Why wouldn't they? And the table was outside. Why wouldn't they? Of course. So <laughs> I'm there and I have this like amazing um dinner and I'm really like enjoying just being on my own. And there's all these like couples around me. They're having a romantic time. And I don't feel jealous or, or anything. I just feel like, oh my God, I'm enjoying my company so much. There's so much love radiating, radiating out of me. And I'm just kind of channeling gratitude and just really like feeling that love energy. And I had a beautiful evening. I walk back and I see there's this building with the lights on and it's all glass windows. It's a co-working space. Then there's like two or three people inside. And I'm walking on the other side of the road and my neck is like turning and turning. I keep walking, but my neck is turning and turning and turning, still looking towards that co-working space. And I'm like, oh, I know what this means. I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to go and <laughs> check this. You out. have to go at that point. And it's like 11 p.m. at night. Like, I know it's not like a public event. It's like something, you know, just friends hanging out or something. But I cannot, like, I I kid you not, I'm there being so indecisive. I'm literally, like, staring at this co-working space for, like, a good minute from across the road, trying to decide, oh, should I go? Should I not? Because I'm feeling like, oh, yeah, it's one thing to just turn right when my inner voice tells me to. It's just me. But the other thing to do is, like, crash this intimate party or hang out. So, anyways, I go. I'm like, oh, I need to go. So I go and I just like, you know, open the door and peek my head in. And <laughs> this lovely lady, she says, hello, like, what's going on? And I'm like, hi, like, what's going on here? Like, and I just tell her, I was like, oh, it looks so nice. Like, you guys look like you're having a great time. I just couldn't stop myself and say hello, which is such a bizarre thing <laughs> if you think about it in the Western context. But um I guess not as bizarre when I, when you're traveling, but I, I wasn't like that before in my travels. I wasn't this kind of, I guess, what my mind would consider bold. And just to profess, again, every, everybody, the listeners might be like, wait, nothing's happened in this story yet. Why is he telling like, why is he? No, no, no just, tell, just, just roll with the story. I have the best listenership. But Don't I'm worry. Uh, keep going because I promise you it all like, joins up and it all makes sense and then there's magic and miracles waiting so i i start talking to this to this girl the lel is her name she's she becomes a really important friend to me since then she still is and i you know i ask her about like what events they do and the co-working space and one of the things that was in my mind was i wanted to find a space to do a cacao ceremony i had just met uh my friend erica who was also an inner voice facilitator and she has this beautiful cacao ceremony and I loved hearing about it. And I was like, Oh my God, Erica, I want you to do a ceremony for me. Um, and I just said, Oh, leave it with me. I'll find a space, blah, blah, blah. So I'm asking about that. And she just kind of mentions, Oh, like what you're saying um, sounds like you could do it at my house where she's staying at. Uh, and she's just kind of like renting, but it's not her house, but she said the house belongs to a medicine man. So I'm obviously like very intrigued. Um, so, you know, we exchange numbers and we're like, yeah, yeah, like I'll come and visit. Um, so that's the first night. Um, so a second kind of the next evening, um, I go to her house, 
Um, and I was actually supposed to go during the day, but then it just, things happened and I ended up going in the evening and we start talking and I've never done this before, but what we did end up doing is an inner voice session, but in person. Um, mm. and she's a stranger at this point. I've never really like brought it up in conversation or never really been the one to be like, you, like, you know, like Oprah, like you get an inner voice session, you get an inner voice session. I've never done that. But it just felt natural with the conversation that we were having that it was just like, oh, like I did this thing called inner voice. It sounds like that could be something that you could help to make this decision that she was trying to make. Um, so we do the inner voice session and um, and it's working. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's never heard about inner voice. She's never heard about just lively. She doesn't know any idea about inner voice. But of course, she's connected to her soul. Like it's just a different name for the universal energy that within all of us um so i'm like oh my god this is working and we're in person and it's still working so i'm i mean really enjoying how all these events are unfolding and at one point she comes out like she snaps out of the kind of space that she was in and she was like oh, i know the answer and she takes this like box out of the cupboard and she's like this is the answer and what it is, is that she has the peyote in the box. And for those of you who are not familiar with peyote, it's a plant medicine. Um, I guess sort of like ayahuasca. Um, ayahuasca is known like the grandma, I believe. And peyote um, is like the grandpa, the granddad. Um, mm. Just a little backstory. And I learned about it for the first time. I was like a baby to like all these plant medicine um, and that was the thread of her inner voice session is that she needed to follow this path of medicine, but her mind was kind of in conflict with, oh, but what about my family? What will they think? What will society think? That's not really a mm -hmm. thing to follow the path of the plants. Like she was kind of really like conflicted in following her heart versus what she thought she must do. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, she had this... such a theme for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And like for her, it was like, oh, this is the answer. So. So that was the first time I'd ever heard of Piote and, um, you know, she shares some beautiful stories about her experience with it. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds really cool. Up until now, I'd never really taken any interest in plant medicine or psychedelics in any way. Um, I actually sort of was a little bit judgmental about these things. I saw it as people kind of taking it to escape out of real life and looking for answers outside of them. Um, but really my mind very much changed over the course of my time, which I will kind of share more about. Um, but yeah, peyote, that was my first introduction. I'm curious. I'm still kind of on the, oh, maybe not for me, but you know, okay, cool. Good for you. Um, what we then end up doing is that she's moving out of the place. And like I said before, the house belongs to a medicine man. And I find out that he has sold the house. So new people are coming in. So all the things are being moved. And of course, I went to the house to see that it was suitable for the cacao ceremony. And I didn't really get that feeling that it would be. But what happened next is like, again, now it's like 11 p.m. or like even midnight or something. And we're taking out, um, we go to the back garden because uh, somebody's coming to collect all the items. And one of the last things that she needs to help pack up is the this these crystals from the garden. So... What's in the garden is a Temescal hut. Um, and they've been doing Temescal ceremonies there for like two decades in this special garden. And this is wow. beautiful altar with 
like 50, 70 crystals. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know? So many. It's amazing. What it's is like, incredible? It, yeah. And it's like, what was the energy? What was the energy like in this hut with 50 crystals in it? So this is outside in the garden is the altar. And oh. it's like, oh, by the way, this is like two days before a full moon, full moon in Leo. I'm Leo. Like, mm. uh, perfection you know like moon's shining bright like we have our headlights as well and we're shining mm. on the crystals and we're, we're literally picking crystals out of the ground and like you know cleaning it putting it into box and there's so many so we're having to create like layers with like towels in between and like cardboards in between so they don't break uh and it, we filled like two boxes of these crystals and i'm literally like what am i doing here how did i end up here specifically packing crystals out of this medicine man's house um, with this girl that I just didn't even know, but I just did an inner voice session with her. And, you know, I reflected on like, well, I wanted to find a place to do my cacao ceremony. And then I realized, oh, of course, I didn't feel the magic sort of of the space because the magic is leaving. And I kind of felt this knowing that, oh, I'm here to be part of the kind of to usher the magic out. Like I'm literally packing the crystals, ushering the magic out of the house. The kind of energy of the house has moved on as the mm. medicine man, I guess, sold the house. So to my mind, it was like, oh, of course, like I'm just literally, I'm here in this space to be part of the kind of goodbye crew to carry this magic that has obviously stayed in this garden and in this house all these years. Of course, it's no longer like the right place for me to do cacao ceremony that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, so that happens. Um, another one of her friends come in. He's like a science teacher slash physicist. And then we end up talking about like quantum physics and like entanglement <laughs> theory and everything. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm meeting these are like Mexican people. And like, you know, and I'm like, well, how did I find like the locals who have like, amazing English slash like the most intelligent, most interesting people, um, you know, and it's just like, I'm just so enriched by their company and learning so much. Um, so the next day I've decided already, okay, I've got to stay longer. Like Friday was already mm -hmm. like, you know, coming in two days. I'm like, I've got to stay longer. And I'm deciding I'm just going to find a room. I'm not going to book online because everything was so expensive. And I was just like, I'm just going to walk around and find a room. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is full moon in Leo. I'm really feeling, again, that main character energy. And, you know, from that kind of evening, this bizarre evening of crystals and inner voice and quantum physics, I'm already getting a sense that this place, something's in the air. Something's going on. Mm -hmm something mystical, something weird is happening here. I need to stay and I'm becoming bolder and bolder. So I'm like, I'm going to find a room, of course, by just walking around mm -hmm. with my basic ass Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so many weeks in Mexico with basic ass Spanish. <laughs> And I feel that energy so much. But I'm walking and like knocking on people's houses. <laughs> like, Look at that oh, gold Leo in there. <laughs> Do you have rooms? Because um, I'm like trying to save money, you know, and I'm trying to be adventurous. I'm like, I don't want to just book mm -hmm. a random hotel. I could just book it online if I wanted to, but I just kind of feel like I, I'm up for an adventure. Mm -hmm. So 
I do this, you know, no luck. I walk around, I walk around. I'm obviously following my inner voice. I don't really take the most obvious route again. Um, I walk past this house, this amazing, I see the door and I'm like, oh, I need to go. So I go, turns out there is no space. But what happens is the same time I was there, a friend of the owner came to visit as well. And, you know, just a quick hello to the owner. He walks out. I'm walking out. We're both walking the same way. I just decide to start a conversation and I tell him like, oh, I'm looking for a room. And he was like, oh, have you tried this hostel? Uh, and I was like, wait, I've not heard about that. And he said, it's not online. And I was like, ah, oh, like, that's why I needed to look for a room. I need to, I need to, you know, I, and then in my head, I was like, okay, I already know. As soon as he mentioned it, I'll find a room in this hostel. We meet his other friend who works in a hotel and we spend a little bit of time there. And I kid you not, in that half an hour that I was there, I see so many people looking for rooms, just like I was, I suppose, because mm -hmm. it's so packed. Everything is booked up. Everything is like busy in the whole town. I mean, it's not a big place anyway. But I still have this feeling. I'm like, oh, but I know I have a room. Um, you know, I'm not worried, but I'm just watching all these people like stress out and like really like worrying. Oh. Are they going to find a room? When I'm also in the same situation, there I'm just enjoying the company of these new people that I just met. Um, you know, we go to the beach and everything and they're like, oh, do you want to go check out the hostel? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll check it out later in the afternoon. Like, I don't even have any sense of urgency. Um, we meet this other girl um, who mentions that that night they're going to do this bonfire dance thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, bonfire and dance and singing like it's all my jam. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll come back to the beach in the evening and I'll look out for the fire. Um, I also managed to go to the hostel and it's amazing. I go and this is beautiful lady running it and she doesn't even take my deposit. I'm like, oh, okay, like, great. I want to like reserve this. Can I pay now? So I make sure I get a place because nowhere else has any space. And all she says is, and I literally feel like it was an inner voice moment. Like the words that came out of her mouth was very like, wow, like, did you just say that? She looked at me and she said, and she's older and she's like, my son you will have a space here in our hostel. Like this really deep like affirmation, like you will have a space, like Gandalf, like coming mm. and claiming like you shall not pass. And I'm like, okay, okay, are you sure? Are you going to write my name down at least? I was like, I'm the only Nepalese guy in town. You can't, I will find you. Like, you know, I'm joking with her. <laughs> she said, you will have a space, my son. I will remember you. And I'm like, okay, good. Like, please. So there's that, that evening. I go to the beach um, and obviously I'm just looking at wherever the fire is. I'm like, oh, bonfire. Like, go to the bonfire. I go to the bonfire and it turns out it's the wrong bonfire. So I can't find <laughs> it. It's like other people that I kind of don't know, but I'm like, okay, this is the bonfire I'm supposed to be in. So I go and then... I meet the girl, the crystal girl again from the previous night. And I wasn't supposed to meet her again. You know, I kind of felt like, oh, okay, the only reason we were meeting was because she offered a, a, the space for the cacao ceremony. That didn't work out. We had a great time. It's kind of just like, okay, that story was completed. But I'm like, oh, here she is again in the wrong bonfire. Um, and, you know, we hang out and then I walk her back home. And on the way, she needs to pick up her stuff from the co-working space. We go to the co-working space. There's like two or three other people hanging out there. And there's another guy who's also a photographer. And he, he does so many things, like a designer and everything. 
Um, he says, oh, you should say hi to him. So I go and, you know, I start talking to him and I ask him what he's working on because he's designing a flyer. And remember the first night I said I met this girl in the shop and she mentioned about the Electronite. Um, one of the things she mentioned was that she didn't know what was happening. It was this like super secret underground event and she was still waiting for the info. So I was like, oh, I'll keep an eye out as well. And I remember I had just texted her that afternoon asking her like, any deets on the Electronite? Because I'm now staying. I'd love to go, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I still don't know. And I'm like, wow, like, what is this event that's like super cool and super secret? So I asked this guy, you know, I asked this guy, what is he doing? What's the flyer for that he's designing in front of me? And he says, oh, it's this electro night that's happening this Friday. <laughs> and he's like, I'm organizing it. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Like, I've been trying oh to God. find this. Like, not only are you the um, organizer of it, you're literally designing the flyer in front of me right now. In right now. Um, and that just felt so much fun. And again, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like life changing or anything, but just starting to notice that there's this interconnectedness with our desires and the manifestations that come along with it, all the parts that lead us to it. That doesn't always make sense. That's not always linear, but it's like, oh, I had to get to Dalel, my friend. I had to, but first I had to have that neck turning event where I'm like stalking this co-working space. I get to the Lel, I go to, I meet this other guy in search of a room. He helps me find a room. Then we end up in this wrong bonfire. Then I meet the Lel again. And then I meet this guy who's like got the deets on the Electro Night. It's just like, whoa, that felt so fun for me. And like <clears throat> one of the other things, so I'm now noticing, oh my God, like things are happening. Whatever I've kind of asked for, it's kind of like coming to life. One of the things that I had thought about, and actually it was the, one of the first things that I had asked Dalel when I went to the co-working space was that, oh, do you guys do like any mural workshops? Because that was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, the San Pancho is small. It's only one main street. And there's this bit where all the posters go. And I had already looked at, you know, the posters for any events that I might be interested in. And there was nothing about mural workshops. Um, the next day I walk past. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking and looking, I walk past and I see this poster and it says, oh, mural painting this Sunday at the football field. And it's a community event and it's paint by numbers. It's technically for kids, but it said, family are welcome. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, hang on a minute. I literally just asked for a mural workshop the day before. And I know that it wasn't there before that. And then mm -hmm. the next day I see this poster and it's like, oh, it's happening. I just asked for it. <laughs> and it. And then also I had the understanding because remember I said, I met that um, physicist guy again, like in the crystal night. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and he'd explained about entanglement theory. And the way he explained it was these two parts that are in, or two objects that are in different parts of the world, let's just say. And if one part is receiving a certain information, the other part that's like in the other part of the world is also able to somehow receive that information. And the theory is like, oh, that means it must have traveled faster than the speed of light. That's the Newtonian theory. And then the quantum theory is that, oh, they're entangled, they're entangled particles. And the way he explained is that when one part decides what it is, the other part is like the mirror image of it. So then the other part 
kind of the decision gets made for the other part. And it's kind of like throwing two dices. And it's like if the dice that says four has decided that the total number is going to be seven, the other one has to be three. And the way I kind of like analyzed the situation was like, oh my God, I'm entangled to this mural workshop. I decided I wanted to do this mural workshop and I've got to do this mural workshop and I'm going to do this mural workshop. Once like, I was the entangled particle to this mural painting community event. And I was like, that's how law of attraction works. It's like, there's always an entangled particle to all your desires and all the things you want to bring to life. It already sort of exists in the quantum field. And it's like, my declaration of it and the way the how the strength of my magnetism and like I will paint a mural in San Pancho was so <laughs> strong that it's like there's a whole event happening as if it was for me, but I decided it was for me. Um so that was a really beautiful kind of realization out of these ordinary events. You know, again, mm -hmm. nothing life changing in the grand scheme of things, but what is happening and what I'm realizing is the beauty in the simple interactions, the beauty of being bold and just saying hello to strangers. Like you're walking that direction. I'm walking this direction. I'm going to speak to you. I would never do that in London <laughs> before. I'm now going to start doing that. But that led me to finding a room when nobody was finding a room, you know, in this amazing hostel, you know, me saying hello to Dalel gave me this amazing realization. You can do inner voice in real life and it's equally and even more magical. You can end up in some medicine man's house and be digging up crystals at midnight. You know, you can be going to this bonfire that's supposed to be happening and still end up in a different one when you're supposed to meet a specific person who's going to take you to the missing piece of entangled particle of finding this super secret electronite. <laughs> it's like so beautiful to kind of see it in real real life in real time where it's literally happening over, across a series of days and i'm just thinking how many of these things must happen in our life over seasons over years we, we talk about you know i'm a wedding photographer like so many of my clients sometimes they say oh we lived in the same street or we went to the same school or it turns out that her best friend and they have all these like connections that happened all these paths that could have crossed and for me, <clears throat> in my journey of consciousness, to be able to kind of see these kind of esoteric paths crossing literally like day by day, hour by hour, and watching things become complete, watching desires, that cycle of A, getting a desire, <clears throat> and B, following the nudges, taking the inspired actions, even if it's something silly like saying hello and complimenting people and just literally like, following people like it's like oh you want to go and i'm like cool i'll go <laughs> you know do you want to take crystals from the guard do you want to help me i'm like um cool i have nowhere else to be i will do that all these things are leading to something bigger i mean of course those things are in itself magical but it's like adding up adding up this momentum building constantly in like beautiful unexpected ways um that just makes life so delightful and I keep feeling like none of these events changed my life, yet they did change my life because it made me realize, oh, goodness, I'm going to ask for more from my life. I've been playing small. If I can bring this mural event to happen, what else can I make happen? And really, that's when I started realizing this whole idea of going back to like Abraham and Law of Attraction, like 
wow, we really are a creator. We have, we can harness this energy of creation. And it's not just about manifestation, getting what you want, but really what if I can get what I ask for? <clears throat> what, what can I make it mean for me? What do I want to bring to life? Who do I want to be? And again, this is the week of like full moon in Leo. I just had my Saturn return as well. Like literally that, um, two days before I came to San Pancho. So I almost felt like, wow, the stars are supporting me. And this beautiful land in San Pancho is really supporting me to really fully be myself. You know, I've always heard, um, you know, as you reach 30, which I'm going to be in July, like you start coming into yourself. And for me with my human design, I'm a 6'2 as well. And with my six profile, I'm almost like nearing the end of my first stage because my Saturn return happened. So I have this kind of realization in the back of my head. Oh my God, it's my time. It's my time. It's my time. So all this time I'm like, yeah, of course, like this is just normal now. I'm just going to walk around expecting these kind of events to happen. And they have continued happening. Like, you know, and even more while I was still there in San Pancho, going back to the thread of the plant medicine with Dalel, where she was like, I'm going to take this plant to plant medicine. And I kind of felt like I supported her with, the, with her inner voice to come to that kind of realization and acceptance of that path. One gift that came to me was peyote, which again, I told you, I never heard about it before. And almost every day that I'm in that place, I receive a new sign that I believe is from peyote. Um, so Pretty for cool. example, like, <laughs> for example, um, on breakfast in the hostel, like one of these guys is like reading a book and, you know, people are talking about it and I'm like, oh, what's the book about? And, you know, he goes on about, it's this book about Don, Don Juan. Um, maybe people who are into like, this, it's like a, apparently a really popular book. Obviously I had no idea. And he says, oh, it's about peyote. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, you know, I'm just curious and, you know, I hear more. Um, you know, the other day, this girl comes back, comes to the hostel again, and she mentions, um, that she had the ceremony. I literally asked her like, cause I mean, again, I'm observing things happening around me. Like I said, all these beautiful little things that are happening in synchronicities. So I just asked her, oh, was that a peyote ceremony? Almost like a joke. And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, of course it is, because it's following me around. <clears throat> There's this lady who I come across, and she's making these beautiful mandalas. And again, I'm just getting my nudges so strong in this place, just like the way on my first night where I was like, turn right. And I'm like, I'm walking away from the main street in her voice. Where are you taking me? And it's like, I just did it. And I got a beautiful result out of it. You know, I stopped, you know, with the co-working space. And again, amazing results. So I'm not fighting my nudges anymore and they are loud and strong. So, you know, this lady is making mandalas, um, beautiful, beautiful art. Um, and I asked her about it, but she's not really telling me much. And she's just, oh, you know, it's for ceremonies and festivals, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what ceremony? And then she goes for a peyote ceremony, the one that she was making specifically, because obviously she makes these for so many different things, but it just so happened that the one she was making at the time. So again, I'm like, okay, there are certain places where you're traveling. It's like, these things are quite common. You know, you, it's quite common to meet travelers who are doing all these different kinds of retreats and 
so it's not the wildest thing, but it just felt like for me, all these events felt very specific and felt a little bit out of the ordinary, not so bizarre, but just a little bit out of the ordinary from my mind to catch, hang on a minute, this is a message for me. This is coming up again and again and again. One night I have a dream. I wake up and it's like 3 a.m. So I'm like, oh my God, witching hour. <laughs> I wake up and I had to write this dream down because it felt so bizarre. It felt like I was in a trip. And bearing in mind, I've never really done anything, but somehow I have this realization that I'm sort of in a trip. And in the dream, there's a taxi and the driver is like inviting me like, oh, come, come, but I don't want to go. And I had just had this realization it was peyote. I kind of had this knowing that the driver, the taxi, the peyote journey, and it's like calling me, it's inviting me. And, but I'm like, but I, and I, it's, it's like a, a lucid dream. So I'm aware I'm in bed, I'm dreaming. And I'm like, but I'm in bed, I'm going to bed. Why, where would I go? Like, it was just this really bizarre dream. In the end, I say, no, I don't want to go. And I wake up. And as I wake up, I still have this sense that I'm being watched. And I have this vision of like old men in ceremonial uniforms, old native men, grand, grand, granddads, um, from like different hills watching me. And I'm a little bit freaked out, but yet, you know, I check in with my intuition, my inner voice, and it says, you know, you're safe. They're just waiting for your answer. And I'm like, but I'm in bed. Where do you want me to go? So I say, I say, not now. And, you know, this is when I'm like, this is too bizarre. I start writing down the dream. And then I start writing down next full moon, Tepo's land, the lel will come. I literally wrote this in my phone and I'm like, what, what, what did I just write? And I had this realization, oh, my friend Dalel, the, the one I did the inner voice with, who's going to take the path of medicine. I realized what that meant now. She never really explained what that means. I was like, oh, what she wants to do is help people take plant medicine. That's what she means by going, I had no understanding of what she really meant. She never really explained. I was like, oh, that's what she means. I kind of like put two and two together. This is at like now 3 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> like half asleep. I'm like, and then I write, the lel will come, like Teposlan, which is the next place that I was going to go. And I said, next full moon. So I tell the lel the next day and she tells me, you know, with the medicine, it's like, they invite you. You need to, like the right time to do it is, you should only ever do it when you receive the invitation. And she was like, my friend, that was your invitation. And, you know, I told her like, well, all these other things have been happening as well. But I think it's just because we're in this touristy hippie place. And she's like, no, like it's an invitation for you. And then I told her, you know, I told her, you know, it's, I, I know you won't believe me, but slash you will also believe me. I said, the little will come. I wrote down and, but I knew it. But then I told her, but I know it can't be because you're moving back to Argentina. So she, what she was going to do, this is in February and she was going to move because I, her, the house was sold, remember? And I was literally there to pack up the house and the crystals. And she was going to leave San Pancho and go back to Argentina. The end of the month, so I'm like, oh, but you're leaving. But, you know, again, I'm in the magical frequency. I'm like, anything is possible. I'm just like, I'm just letting you know. This is what 3 a.m. half asleep me wrote down. The will come to Tepozlan, not even like the same place that she's already in. 
I'm like, it's a long shot, but you know what my, you know, what I wrote. So here's the info. Next full moon in Tepoztlan. Apparently you're going to assist me with my ceremony. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm like, I will leave it with you. Um, and, you know, with these ceremonies, I didn't want to do it with strangers. I never felt called to share that sacred moment. And the, the stories that she had shared of her doing peyote in the desert, desert in San Luis Potisi with her friends and being in nature and just having the quiet. And I just knew I wanted a similar experience. And I knew that I wasn't going to have it in this pre-organized retreat setting with 20 other foreigners. I just wanted it to be me and I wanted it to be private. So I was like, oh, well, if you work out, if it works out with you, I will do it. Otherwise, I'm not fast. So there's that happening. Um, I mentioned there's that kind of my mind had this judgment about plant medicines and psychedelics. Um, I go on a walk. I, of course, listen to a podcast. Oh, no, I check my email. And I get an email from you, Slade, with your podcast, because I'm signed up to your newsletter. Uh, oh, so this is the day after the dream, by the way. This is all happening, like, literally, like, day by day by day. It's, like, ridiculous. In the perfect in the perfect order as well. With Lucy, the episode where you talk about psychedelics. And I'm like, um, okay, I am clearly being supported to do this journey. Um, but again, I'm not forcing it. I'm like, here, I've said my condition. I want it to be private. It needs to be in Tepozalan. It's next full moon with the loud. Like, there you go, universe. You know, but I guess the work that still needs to be done is kind of like that judgment part of the mind about, you know, escaping. Am I just doing it to like be cool or to try this out, et cetera, et cetera. I'm having dinner in an evening. It's this beautiful restaurant called Gypsy where the seats, you sit on the floor and it just opened like the week before and so delicious, great food, great atmosphere. I finished my drink, I've paid my bill and I'm just kind of like, well, I've paid, but I'm waiting for somebody to come and take the money. And as I'm waiting to leave, waiting for somebody to just take the money and then I can leave, this guy is looking at the menu. So he's on the street, but it's kind of like an open terrace restaurant and I'm kind of sitting on the floor. And I see him kind of like basically doing what I was doing the first night where the neck is turning, the body is kind of swaying. It's almost like the body's decided for you what it wants, but the mind is kind of trying to take it a different direction. And, you know, at this point, I'm like bold. I'm, I've probably said hello to like every single person that I see and meet anyway. So I'm like, I'm like, hey, the food is really good. You should come have dinner with me. <laughs> that, the word came out of my mouth. Um, and I don't do these things. The character of Gyan is not this like super confident, super outgoing, super chatty person. I do kind of, I am a little bit reserved at the beginning. I am quite like, I can be extroverted sometimes, but this is not my norm for me to be this social, this activated in the real world because I'm a projector. I'm tired all the freaking time. So, but this week, again, I have all this energy all this energy to meet so many people, to do so many things. So I'm just kind of going with the flow. Um, he does come in and, you know, he sits down in the cushions and I tell him like, you know, they brought these cushions for you. Cause it was, like I said, it's new. And just five minutes before he arrived, 
uh, they had put these new cushions out and obviously I was already sitting on old ones, but there were new ones in front of me. And I almost felt like, oh, the universe was like kind of setting the scene, setting the stage for my new friend to come in and join me. And I was like, oh, you know, you're the first person to sit in these cushions and that's so beautiful. Um, you know, so already the conversation is kind of, I guess, deeper than, you know, like, hey, what's up? You know, where are you from? How long? Like, you know, all the traveler mm-hmm. chat. Um, and we had this beautiful evening where we like cried and it was just this really beautiful connection. And remember, I already ate my dinner. I was like about to leave, but then I stayed like three more hours. <laughs> and we're just talking and talking and you know i expl- i tell him the peyote story um because you know he mentioned about mushrooms and how he like microdoses and the way he talked about his relationship with the mushrooms and what it has done for him and how he sees this beautiful plant was almost like the final support that i needed to be fully open to the plant journey to not have any kind of like mental judgments towards other people, towards myself, towards the thing itself. And I was just like, I hear this guy talk about this thing with so much reverence. It cannot be true that this is harmful. It cannot be true that my judgments are fair because the beauty and the just pure respect and reverence that he was talking it it was enough i was like i don't need to understand the science or anything this poem that you've just kind of given to me is literally what i needed and again i shared this with him as well and then of course he then says to me oh that's really reassuring that you said it and i was like why he said said, (laughs) you know that's what i want to do i want to be a support person seriously uh, again, why am I finding support people? <laughs> and why am I the one who's like almost like the missing piece of their journey? Almost like the one that obviously I'm not taking credit for this, of course, but what I mean is that I'm kind of supporting them that what they believe they want to do is the right decision because I'm affirming it back to them. And I love doing this consciously with other people, but when it happens without me even knowing the backstory, it's even more beautiful and fun and I didn't even know about this concept until Lucy mentioned in the podcast where she was like oh yeah and I'm like a support thing and I was like oh my god like Lucy you want to do what Lucy does (laughs) so all these like fun it's like miracles not just for me but I felt like it's for other people interacting with me and again I'm learning oh how could it be that I'm walking around with this much energy of creation and I'm having so much fun and following my intuition. How could it not be that every person I'm coming to interact with, how can they also not be part of the magic, not just for me, but I'm not just taking, taking and taking because so far I'm like receiving all these gifts. People are giving me free food. I'm waiting for the bus stop at one point. Somebody's like, do you want a banana? I'm like, okay, I, I will take the banana. Like, I'm hungry. You know, I mentioned to people, do you guys want to go for lunch? And they're like, oh, we're making salad. Do you want some? Like, I've been getting free things almost every day. 
the girl from the shop um, the, that I met on the first day. She's a baker as well. And I was actually going to buy like half a dozen because she only sells in half a dozen. She was sold out and she was like, oh my God, I only have like one left and I want you to have it for free. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. So like, I'm used to taking so much, but again, realizing in my taking of these gifts, in my claiming of, I want this, I want this, I want this. What I was starting to realize is, oh, I'm not the only one receiving here. Like in me claiming all these gifts of the life and universe and San Pancha, it's like other people get to come along this journey. It's like this magic is not an arrow pointed at me. It's like a wave that's going in all directions. It's like um, they're entangled with you as well as you're entangled with them. It's like exactly. the mural project wanted you just as much as you wanted it. And like these people, I was in San Pancho for five days and not a single person talked to me about peyote. Not a single yeah, person. Nobody cared. No, it was not a thing that was in my yeah. space. It was not a thing that was coming up for me at all in the same tiny town in the same place, like with many of the same people in the same year. Nobody was talking to me about peyote. But they were and talking to you about yeah. peyote because you're that guy. Not just like the peyote guy, but like you're the guy that they needed to talk to. And the guy that clearly was being called for peyote. But the, um, like when you're a miracle, you're a miracle for other people. And you just become the space for miracles to show up. And so then you get to be the person that's like, oh, my God, I met this guy. He was just like, come have dinner with me. And then I found my life purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy is telling uh -huh. that story somewhere else. Well, yeah, well so. you're telling this story right now about like, oh, my God. And they just brought questions for this guy. No, but again, like the interconnectedness, it's like it's not so just about the miracle and manifestation. Yes. There's this interconnectedness. So with that guy, um, who's just a traveler, he mentioned that he had gone surfing that weekend. There is a surf instructor in my hostel. And and again, there it's a surfing town. You know, there are so many surfer people in town, surf instructors, yeah. surf, surf shops. I just mentioned, and I just knew at this point, I'm like this oracle. Like I just know before I even ask, and I'm literally just asking because I already know the answer. And I'm like, oh, was that with Julian? And he's like, yeah <laughs> and i'm like of course it had to be um and you know i told him the whole story and you know we were talking about you know in his into spirituality and everything and i was telling him like oh my god all this crazy shit is happening and everything is interconnected and that's when i was like see i told you everything is interconnected here for me everything is like lining up and completing in circles it's like i knew it had to be julian who else would it be <laughs> apart from like the 20 other surf instructors in town um and he had mentioned, oh, funny you asked. And, you know, I mentioned that I had uh, my surf lesson with Julian the next morning. And he was like, oh, here's another piece of interconnectedness for you. He said, I'm, I was suppo I'm supposed to have another lesson with him. And I was deciding between tomorrow or the next day, depending on his work commitments. He doesn't know yet. And I'm like, oh, well, isn't that great that you meet me and then, you get your decision may get made easier because I'm like, oh, I'm sure you want to hang out with me again. Don't you in my head? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't happen. And, you know, it's my last day in San, San Pancho the next day, you know, I'm just 
so grateful for everything that's happened. You know, I still have the desire that I would like to meet him again one more time. You know, oh, another thing I had mentioned to him about the hostel. So again, I got to be the guy that I met before who was like, oh, come to this hostel. It's it's not online. <laughs> I got to be that person for him. So he had somewhere to stay as well after I left. And, you know, I really had this feeling of like, oh, I would like to see him again before I left. Um, everything felt so magical my entire time. I kind of felt like that would just be cherry on the top. And I go, oh, I forgot about one thing. You know, the mandala lady I mentioned, mm -hmm. I asked her, you know, does she sell them? I would love to buy. And she's like, well, I don't sell them. I only make them out of love. And I said, and she said, she only makes this as gift for loved ones, people she loves, for friends, for families. And, and she's at the hostel too. And um, so I leave it. And I had heard somebody else ask her for it too. And she had said no. But on this day, on this conversation we're having, she offers me a mandala. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you're going to make a peyote mandala for me. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. And again, I'm in this really amazing receiving energy. Like I mentioned to you, like I'm people are literally offering free things to me and I'm not asking for them. I'm just being offered. I also got a free massage, by the Ooh. way, I, at a cafe. This guy was massaging this girl. They were standing. And I just said, am I next? And he was like, sure. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, like, firstly, bold of me to say, am I next? And secondly, I'm like, oh, my God, I just got a, like, a free, like, good 10, 15 minute massage. And it was amazing. So, again, I'm in this, like, beautiful energy where people just look at my face and they want to give me something. I don't know. So she decides she wants to give me a mandala. I'm like. I also want to give you something, you know, would you like a photo shoot? You know, I give her many options and I say photo shoot and she instantly says, oh my God, yes, I just lost my phone recently and I lost all my photos oh. and I would love photos to look at myself. Oh. So going back to the, all these pieces of miracles for me, it's like, oh, of course, it's a miracle for all these other people too. Like, it can't be that, it can't be that, that I just take and take. It's like, I also get to play a role that's so expansive for me too. So on my last day, we do the shoot around sunset you know i'm expecting to have crossed paths with this guy that i met the day before we hadn't exchanged numbers or anything um i kind of felt complete with the experience but i had this new desire like oh it would be nice to see him again um i'm late i haven't met him yet it's like 9 p.m i'm like oh you know maybe i won't meet him i go out for dinner because i haven't eaten yet and it's you know a little bit later than what i would normally eat uh, i think it's like 9 9 30 like i mentioned I walk the street and of course I see him and he's walking towards me on the street. So I, I'm not even planning this. I'm not even like trying to find him. I'm just like, you know, I'm just walking the streets trying to find a restaurant. And it was as if we had planned this, like I'm on the street walking, he's on the street walking and we meet and we just say, Hey, like, Hey, like, where are we going to eat? <laughs> 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 as if we had decided that that was the time we were going to meet and that was the location we were going to meet and we had planned this dinner where we're going to meet where we're going to eat and we go you know we walk around it was just it just felt so natural that those words came out of my mouth or his mouth I don't know it just felt like ah like 
Of course, we didn't even need to plan, but that was, I suppose, what, what we both wanted. I suppose there was more to the story. So we have another, like, super deep, really beautiful connection. Again, more crying mm -hmm. because we're, like, really, like, relating to each other. And then I ended up doing inner voice session for him as well. Mm -hmm. And again, this is, like, the second time. And, like, I... I, could, I never mention inner voice. When people say, what do you do? I don't even mention inner voice. I just, because there's so many things that I do. I just feel like there's no, I could go on and on. And it's like, oh, it sounds like I'm bragging or something. So I rarely even get to inner voice. And here I am in the same week. I'm doing my second inner voice session in person. And, I, and I'm like, wow, like, okay, this is what's coming up. So I'm going to go with it. Um, and again, really beautiful. <sighs> We walk back, we meet Dalel again, and again, I hadn't planned to see her. I wasn't really, like, in touch with her every single day or something, and, you know, and I got to introduce them, and I was like, oh, my God, she's my peyote lady. He meet my mushroom guy, you know, like, <laughs> mushroom guy, girl. <laughs> and it was so fun, and I was like, you know, like, oh, you guys can, like, Dalel can help you if you need anything. She's a local. Because um, he was going to stay longer. And it just felt this beautiful completion of experiences where I guess the two significant people that I made really beautiful connections with got to meet each other as well. Um, I don't know if they became friends or anything. I don't, I think Bella mentioned she didn't see him after that, but it just felt good for me. And my final morning, I fly, I'm flying from Puerto Vallarta airport. And again, I'm like, I don't want to pay for a taxi because I know it's super expensive. And I was used to the prices from the interior, the mainland of Mexico and in the coast with, you know, all the tourists and everything. It was like super expensive for everything. So I was like, oh, I don't want to pay ridiculous price. Um, so I'm leaving at like 530 in the morning. And I just trust. I just know it's like if my time here has been this magical, the, the day that I leave is going to be equally magical. And I know that there's like these night buses that come. I don't know, like I asked around and somebody mentioned this bus company that I should look out for, but I have no, they don't know what time, etc. But I'm like, it'll work out. Again, I'm leaving this place with the highest of high, with this realization of magic and miracles and life and manifestations and really coming to this core understanding of... I am entangled with everything that I desire. And if I can be this open vessel, it has to find its way to me. It will, it cannot, that's like the law of nature and universe. It cannot be otherwise. So I'm walking and you know, I don't know if you remember San Pancho, there's like San Pancho and you have to walk to the main highway mm -hmm. where like the main road is for the buses. It's the same thing in Sayulita as well, I believe. Kid you not, I get there, I wait like a minute and I see the name of the bus company that, you know, people told me to look out for. And I'm like, oh, my God, stop, stop. And, of course, it's the one that goes to the airport. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, like, of course. Like, because some people were, like, people told me, like, oh, you should just take a taxi. You know, don't risk it. You might miss your flight. Because my flight was, like, 8 a.m. or something. You know, it's too early in the morning. You never know. I was just like, mm, I know. Like, I'm not worried, you know. And I trusted that, you know, if there wasn't going to be a bus, that I would somehow find a taxi as well, even though, like, in Mexico, like, people don't work at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't going to be the easiest thing to find, but I never really organized it in advance. But lucky for me, of course, I didn't have to. And oh, 
Then I leave San Pancho. God. What a <laughs> fucking time. What a week and a half. That's amazing. You know what I, like, I hear so much of, like, like, there's so much full circle in that time that you got to spend there of, like, like, you came to this place and you were like, fuck, it's just miracle. It's just wall to wall miracles here. And then by the end, you were the miracle that you were bringing to other people. Like, did you know about the secret hostel that no one knows about? And like plant lady, meet my plant guy. And like being the guy that when you need a bus, it just shows up. And I hear like being like the being bold, like you have to actually engage with the world for the world to be able to engage with you. And recognizing where you're entangled with every single thing in the world. It's so fucking great. Yeah. And you know what I really realized? Like, this is what co-creation is. Like, I never really fully understood what that meant. But if I'm a co-creator, somebody else, something else, an entity or being a person is carrying the missing piece to my desires, Mm -hmm. to my manifestation. And I better show up. And I better wear the brightest color shirt so these people can find me. These entities, inspiration, ideas, suggestions, feelings. They've got to find me. I've got to be there to say, hello, Mm -hmm. hi. You know, so many of these things happened because I was bold and I just said hi to strangers. I just stopped people. I was complimenting people left, right, and center. And I was in this really beautiful giving energy where I was just radiating positivity and love and joy. And I guess people respond to that as well. It's not like I was trying to fake this kind of confidence or trying to make like the most number of friends I can imagine. Um, Actually, one of the things that I missed out was also like there was this girl singing in the beach and I just stopped and I was just like, I like complimented her like, oh my God, you are amazing. You know, I'm just like, your voice is touching my heart. And she tells me that she had a really hard day and then that meant a lot to her. And again, she's saying she's a singer and, you know, she's trying to launch an EP. And again, I get inspired to be like, oh my God, I'm a photographer. Would you like some photos maybe for your album cover or whatever you want to use it for? And then we ended up doing that shoot. So again, there was this like, again, co-creation from like so many different angles where I got to be creative. I got to do the mural. I got to do the photo shoot with my mandala lady and the singer lady. And I got to surf like, oh, just, yeah, just birthing and creation. Just, oh, that's amazing. I hear how like before you were talking about like, how everyone's giving you free things and you're like, but I wasn't just taking. And you're like, no, like this is co-creation. Like you were, I hear that you were also a guy who was giving free shit <laughs> and in, but in a very aligned way that just as somebody was like, that guy looks like he wants a banana. You were like, this lady looks like she wants a photo shoot. Do you want a photo shoot? And she was like, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'll take it because it's offered. There was always this reasoning behind that. It was like, oh, that was the thing that I was waiting for. Mm. Or that was an answer that I had a question to. And it's like, here you go. And I'm like, here I go too. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. There's also like 
so much like lean into it when it's strong. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes the energy is just there. It's just there and it's flowing and it's magic and you just like flow with it when it's happening. Like, ex- like surf yeah. that wave. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and the waves there are not small. <laughs> I went to La Lancha um, for the beginner waves. Oh, very um, smart. But maybe one day I'll, when I go back to Sun Punch, I'll be a pro surfer. Mm. Um, one of the things that I thought, um, because I was leaving... I was leaving with this full heart with so much gratitude. But one of the things that my mind was worried about is like, oh, what if it was just San Pancho, all this magic, all these miracles? What if it was just that place? And I know that that place has such a special energy and it was just this beautiful nurturing, like a mother energy that the space, that the land had. So my mind was like, oh, okay, like, great that all these things happen. And now I've got to go back to my real mundane life, you know, where everyday miracles isn't really every day. I mean, yes, I experienced a lot of miracles and I'm used to them by now, but this was like next level, even for me. And I remember I landed at the airport in Mexico City. There was this guy playing a piano. You know, there's always like a free piano and like train stations and airports sometimes. And there was this guy playing this beautiful music. And I, was, I wasn't in a rush, but I was sort of just, you know, walking fast as I normally do. And then I had that feeling again of like turning my neck, turning my neck. And I know I'm like, oh, there you go. Turning my neck. I see the signs now. I better stop and listen to this guy playing the piano. And then I just received this like download from my inner voice um, that answered my question about, oh, what about, was it San Pancho? What about the magic? Is it going to run out? And I realized, oh, the magic is in me. The magic is when I stop and I notice And when I give my presence and awareness to something, I slow time down. And that process does something to the time-space reality that things have to come to you because you're open. And by open, it's not just this esoteric, I'm open vessel, I'm an open heart, I'm an open mind. It's literally the fact that I was walking, but now I stopped and I've given my full attention to that guy playing the music. And I had this beautiful experience of somebody playing their heart out, this beautiful music. And I'm like crying and emotional. And I'm realizing this too is magic. This too is a miracle. And all I need to do is stop and be open and be available to give my attention to it. How many times are we doing like, 10 different things. We have Netflix on and we're on our phone on Instagram and we're texting somebody while something is cooking and we've got a time. It's like, that's not your attention. It's like, that's when magic happens in your full presence. Everything that happens in your full presence is a miracle, is magic. And it's like you become the portal. The portal wasn't San Pancho. The portal was you and San Pancho was just the the thing that kind of expanded it and I was just like crying and crying I was like oh I'm the portal to magic and miracles I'm gonna be a walking portal like (laughs) oh yeah that's fucking epic Oh, and I did do Peyote in oh, the end. Oh, good. It was, did you do it on the full moon? It was the next, I did it the day before full moon. 
because I wanted to be present in the full moon. Um, she didn't go to Arge- she didn't end up going to Argentina. Not for me. Not obviously not for me. I'm not that special. I yeah, it just didn't work out for her to go to Argentina, and she was staying with friends in the meantime. And you know, I was keeping in touch. And this is like now in March, like a few weeks after I've left San Pancho, um, maybe like two and a half weeks. I oh, and then by this time I've also done a mushroom ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it came into my life, you know, and I share and share and I say, you know, like I would really love to do this if it's still fa- if it still aligns for you. And she says yes, she would love to come and do that, and she comes. I don't, this is now going over the hour mark. Go so ahead, like, go ahead. Stop me. But this is one last no, story. Now this is her miracle. But for me, I'm trying to, so I'm in Teposlan and I'm trying to find, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to find a, a house, a place with a garden. Cause I was like, I want to be in nature. I want to be with flowers. I want to be in a garden where I can see the moon and the stars and the sky when I did this ceremony. And I want it to be private and I want it to be nice. So I'm trying to find these like Airbnbs um to book but you know like the dates are not working and you know i'm not sure if it's private if the owner is going to be there if i get the whole house so you know that's kind of what's going on in the back of my head and obviously that was like my job because i'm in teposan so i was like i'm going to sort out where we're going to do it and i'm going to book it you know she's in san pancho she messages me and she was like guess what i found a place for us to do your ceremony And I was like, what? What do you mean? And she went to this workshop. It was like this visualization workshop or something where they were drawing things. It was this small circle. And this other girl who was at that workshop had drawn a picture of herself by the mountain in this cabin. And, you know, they were all sharing what their drawing was. And she mentions, oh, I'm in my cabin in Teposlan. And my friend Dalel is like, oh, my God, Teposlan, ding, ding, ding. She then, you know, later on asks this girl and, you know, she knows this girl. She's like a friend of hers. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you had a cabin in Teposlan. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, she, and she was like, I built it myself. Right. And it's just so cool. This girl, I never met her, but she built this whole thing. And she's like a whole kind of permaculture and this sustainable kind of building, et cetera, et cetera. So and she says, oh, yeah, you're welcome to come anytime you want. Like, it's available for family and friends. Like, we love like inviting people and you can go even if I'm not there. So she's, this girl is telling that to my friend and my friend is like, oh my God, I need to go <laughs> because I'm going to be in Devil's <laughs> like in a few weeks time for a ceremony. And it was perfect. It was this house that somebody built with their like own literal hands. And this, the, the, the house had so many trees and we didn't have to pay for it, but the payment that they asked for was that we just buy new trees for the house. And I was like, of course, I will pay in trees. Are you kidding me? I will pay anybody in trees. So then we went shopping for trees. We met the girl's mom and it was just so beautiful. And then we planted the tree when we got to the house as well. And just the whole perfection of, I not only did I get to have my ceremony, the person who was supposed to leave the country stayed, came all the way with the peyote itself. And one of the things that happened to the peyote, so peyote is a cactus plant and you consume like the actual cactus plant. 
Ahmad and she had got the peyote from somebody she knew and you know she mentioned they're from this tribe and it's really like genuine and authentic and they really grow it out of love and um, you know it's sustainable etc etc and one thing that had happened to the peyote after she got it a few days before she was supposed to come to me was that one of the peyote grew a flower as well Aww. so on top of like her finding the house is this like cactus plant that's been like taken out of the root and it was kept in a like cupboard grew a flower and it was just like she was like my friend this is happening like she was just like oh like affirming to me like this is your invitation I've she was like I've never seen this many signs and this much like if anybody's supposed to do this it's you like this is all happening to the point like we found the house like I didn't and I was like I didn't even have to look for this house I didn't even have to worry about the hassle of it being private and booking it it's like it just happened it just happened like I got this the 3 a.m half asleep me <laughs> got to write down next full moon Tepo Sandanel will come with like no logical understanding of what that means and then it all happened and not only did it happen it happened in such beautiful sequence and such effortless flow that it delighted not just me but my partner in this it delighted Dalel it it showed her even more the magic of the plant again reaffirming her journey and one of the things that was her conflict was that she said she had wanted to go to Peru to start the plant medicine journey and she was going to Argentina to go back to her family but guess what happened? She was now going to Peru instead because she too is now following her intuition. You know, from our inner voice session, she's like writing journaling and I, you know, we catch up and say, oh, have you asked your inner voice? And, you know, she's now like full on, like, I'm going to listen to my inner voice. So like even her, she's making these like bold decisions and she's now going to Peru and it's like, oh my God. And like, and then she's doing this peyote ceremony with me and it's like a, her like official role as like official she's like my official support and I was like you are a pro support person you know and you are on your plant journey already and just ah oh, these beautiful realizations and one of the things that came during the ceremony was that she was my wife in a previous lifetime oh. she was also my granddaughter at one lifetime and then in one lifetime she was also my grandma and we had this really like complex history spanning like several lifetimes, these connections that became so clear during the ceremony. And it just, oh, it just all made so much sense how, why I was supposed to meet her, why we specifically us, we had to meet, we were, go we were destined to meet. It's like a um, journey mm -hmm. of souls. It's almost like we had made a contract that we would meet and we would play the specific role in each other's life. And specifically for me, I almost felt like I was paying off a debt to her from the life where she was my <laughs> wife. <laughs> because that lifetime and her role that she played in my life, that lifetime, she really changed the trajectory of my soul journey. I don't know the details, but I just had this knowing that meeting her in that lifetime really like changed and put me on a certain path of my power and coming to embracing my wholeness. Mm. So yes. San Poncho, outside San Poncho, magic, magic, my life now, magic, every day, miracles. I'm fully on board. <laughs> oh, this is the norm. This is the norm and nothing else. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Just that. It's amazing. God. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing all of this magic and showing how it's possible. Like, we're all just people. Like, I love you and I know your magic, but also like, you're just a guy. And like, we're all just like normal people having normal mm. lives, but also having magic lives. And it's the same thing. Like having a normal life is the same as having a magical life. Because all of our lives are fucking magic. And just leaning into the magic that's already there, that's available for us. And trusting our intuition and mm -hmm. trusting ourselves to be able to receive more than we ever expected to. And that we are so much like more worthy and more greater than we thought. That we can have these like magical lives and all of these magical situations can arise and it's so fucking cool yeah mm. yeah thank you thank you we get to live yeah we get to live a life bigger than what our human can even fathom and imagine and we get to have so much more than what we think we deserve and so much more is coming into our life than we even know that we mm -hmm. want yet. And it's like, it's already in the making. It's like, we're already in the preparation of being the entangled particle to this ridiculous manifestation. And it doesn't matter if it's a million dollars or a free banana. It's the, it's same. the same, it's the same freaking thing. It's like, there is no difference. The process is not the same. There's, you don't have to be more worthy to receive one mm -hmm. or the other. It's just, it's all the same. And ah, yes, it's just perfect. Oh, John, how can people find you? People can find me on my Substack newsletter. Um, it's called Wholesome Living. It's at gyangurung.substack.com. I think you can leave the link in the show notes. Basically, all that I've talked about with Slade today, all these stories, my newsletter is all of that, basically, because these miracles, like I said, keep happening again and again and again. And I really feel like my role now is just to tell stories is just to speak and share these stories out loud because there is so much power in these stories. I truly believe I have nothing to teach, but these stories have so much goodness in them, so much power, so much connection that I don't even need to. I'm just in the story, but I don't even need to do anything. There's no ego and there's no sense of achieving something. It's just like, let the stories do the talking. So I've created this platform where I also have a secret podcast where I dive really deep into these detailed stories. I'm going to do an episode about my mushroom ceremony. I know Slade, you've it's heard a wonderful that story. one before. It's an amazing um, story. Uh, it's equally as beautiful as the all the precursors that led to it. And on my kind of journey of consciousness and, you know, releasing beanbags and emotional wounds and, kind of sharing almost like the behind the scenes of what it's like to get to the core of who you are and what is that journey like. And a lot of the times I feel like we just get the after, like, you know, it's like, oh, I used to have this thing that I used to struggle with and now I'm better. 
And I really want to share stories of like the journey mm. in getting there, not even the better, but getting to peace, getting to joy. Um, so I would just love to kind of connect with people there in the Substack, whether they are a free subscriber and they receive just the email newsletters or they are a paid subscriber where they can have access to the secret podcast where I basically tell these stories just like I've done in this episode. And I also do workshops. Um, and one of the workshops that I want to do is uh, communing with your desires. Ooh. And it kind of like came to me, the layout. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. And you can kind of how, to, how can we bring to life the things that we want, but not in that kind of mental or just straight up, you know, affirmations or manifestation way. There is a really beautiful, more subtle way of receiving and being open and inviting and bringing to reality, like things that we want. And I think that's maybe that'll be my first workshop for next Ooh. week. Um, so yeah, all these invitations um, are there in my Substack. Um, and that's the place that I'm focusing all my energy in right now. So that's where you'll find me. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing with us, Bjorn. You are incredible. I think everyone can agree on that. And just thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, last question. What does the art of being mean to you? Ooh. To me, being is when I get to participate with life. And by life, I mean joy, emotion, sadness, anger, manifestations, miracles, surprises. When I get to play an active role, when I'm like talking to them, when I'm dancing with them, when I'm stopping people, when somebody's stopping me, when I'm eating that banana, when I'm picking up the crystal, and equally when I'm like crying in the room because I'm lonely and I'm traveling for five months and equally when I'm having, um, you know, a breakup and I'm like having this crisis and I'm, my heart is breaking and all these experiences that life has to offer me, it's when I get to interact with them as they are. I'm not kind of, it's only when I'm trying to change what it is. It's like the Byron Katie quote. What is it? The, the only time you lose with reality is when you fight with reality. I know I've butchered up the quote, but somebody out there knows what I mean. It's like, um, you can't argue with reality. Yeah. So to me, being is when I'm agreeing with reality by the means of talking to all these entities that exist that make life come to life. Like joy makes life come to life. Heartbreak makes life come to life. Miracles, synchronicities manifestation, inspirations, anger, guilt, all of these things. It's whenever I get to hold space for them in whatever way that might be, whereas that's talking to you right now, like I'm doing, sharing a story, playing with flowers, driving, singing, shouting, crying, fighting. It's that to me, that's being, it's all being done in this beautiful dance with reality and oh. I think that's my definition. That just came to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Thank you.
And there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us for this interview. I hope you were just as blown away as I was um, when we were having that conversation. And I still am, frankly. Um, It is truly amazing and miraculous, the miracles that we can create in the world. I encourage you all to go hang out with Gyan. He's amazing. He is truly like this in real life all the time. Um, both this miraculous and this just fantastic to be with. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Gyan underscore. That's at G-Y-A-N-G-U-R-U-N-G underscore. And you can also find his Substack. Uh, which is his newsletter that is like archived like a blog. Um, and that is at gyangarung.substack.com. Those are the two best places to go hook up with him. And I totally recommend it because he is just the most amazing person in the world to be with. Just a delightful human in every way. And as always, thank you for coming in and listening to this episode thank you for being here with the podcast i appreciate you every single one of you every day and i totally recommend that you get on the newsletter for this podcast to be able to get the first updates on uh when we're coming back from hiatus for the third season and all of the other updates that you can get on the newsletter. Uh, I also send out just a regular like update on things on the new moon. So, um, because I am a wooey motherfucker, that's why. So you can find that at my website, which is sladepowell.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can also contact me if there's anything that you would like to like squee about or any questions that you have had that are burning or that you you know want to get into from any of these episodes from this episode or any other episode um that's the place to get a hold of me and also find out about the ways to work with me if you are interested in that but i definitely definitely recommend this is a great time to get on the newsletter because uh you will get the like first updates on when we're coming back for season three So I love you all very much and I will see you all soon. Keep exploring out there.